for the Lord will fulfill his promise to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. A righteous branch will spring up for David, and he shall execute justice and righteousness to the land.
and have delivered us into the hands of our iniquities. Yet, O Lord, you are our Father, we are the clay, and you are our potter. We are all the work of your hands. Do not be exceedingly angry, O Lord, and do not remember iniquity forever. Now consider, we are all your people. The word of the Lord. so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift 
as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will also strengthen you to the end, so that you may be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful. By him you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. The word of the Lord.
mark. Jesus says, But in those days after that suffering, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branches become tender and put forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know this, know that he is near at the very gates. Truly I tell you, that generation will not, will not pass away until these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey. When he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work and command, the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Therefore, keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or at cockcrow, or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. The Gospel of the Lord. Suddenly he comes. <laughs> 
to you, I say to all, keep awake. One summer night while living in the back bay of Boston, my husband Tom came home late, exhausted from a lengthy business trip. Our youngest daughter, Grayson, and I were asleep. All seemed quite well. Some hours later, however, that illusion of tranquility was shattered by the piercing shriek of the downstairs burglar alarm. Scrambling up, dazed from disrupted dreams, Tom and I raced to Grayson. Deep asleep as only a teenager can be. Her second story room, a complete shambles, as only a teenager can create. She was oblivious to the midnight intrusion. Grayson didn't comprehend our total vulnerability to the will of the thief in the night. Seemingly, the robber thumbed his nose at Grayson, casually casting her costume jewelry of no value by her sleeping body while snatching her treasured family heirlooms hidden under the bed. You see, the robber hadn't phoned ahead to see if Friday at 2 a.m. was convenient. Or would Saturday be better? Sudden, swift, without warning, stripped of our daytime armor, the thief found us blissfully unaware, jolted into the frightening reality that our carefully crafted insularity did not prevent. And Jesus warned, in those days, the last days, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, the stars will be falling from heaven, you do not know when the master will come like a thief in the night. These persistent Advent metaphors are profoundly disturbing. They're troubling because they take us where we just simply don't want to go. They're penetrating and intense. But these apocalyptic images must force us deeper deeper than just ignoring the law of mock madness and tacky tinsel, deeper even than exchanging the extracurricular we for the essential we, deeper even than making a room for Jesus in the end of our hearts. We protest, don't we? Why isn't it deep enough to forsake the secularity of Christmas for the holiness of it. The reason is as mysterious as the reality that Jesus is always coming. Not just to Bethlehem, not just at Christmas, but always coming. Suddenly, without warning. And in this Advent 2017, we must be awake. We must be alert. We must look around at the current chaos that is our country and God's world. The dominant powers and principalities, the dark forces that are circling dangerous 
close? Is Jesus coming as deep as that? And is Christ's power up to the task? Each year, New York City's Metropolitan Museum of Art displays a soaring, majestic Christmas tree bedecked with glorious angels. The tree stands watch over a small but exquisite 18th century Neapolitan nativity scene. The beloved figures are all present, the Holy Family, the shepherds, the Magi, the lowing herd. There is in this familiar setting, however, one startling difference. For its backdrop, backdrop, this nativity has a giant mural of the Roman Empire, and at first glance, it is carelessly dwarfing the nativity. Yet a second, closer look reveals the mural's decaying ruins, Rome's crumbling columns and temple, all pointing to the new reality in the context of Bethlehem. Rome, a mighty, dominant culture of the day, fallen, rendered powerless. Awake, sleepers, be alert. It is as deep as that. Advent awakens us to present time mixed with end time, life with death, alerts us to the surrounding darkness, yet there is living hope in the center radiating light as glowing as a tiny babe in the womb, but alive, as delicate as baby Jesus in the manger, but alive, as vulnerable as a man on the cross, but as alive as the one who rolled back the tombstone, alive. It is the prophet Isaiah's promise. From ages past, he said, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God besides you, O Lord, who works for those who wait for him. Shall you and I wait on suspenseful tiptoe for the true God to come? And what will Jesus find when he does come? Unlike our Boston thief, Jesus isn't interested in accumulation be they transitory objects or our daytime slick presentations for life stage. Jesus is disinterested in our visible-to-the-world efforts, only embracing visible-to-God ones, seeking the heirlooms of our souls, valuable enough for him to die for them, Jesus asks that our personal security systems be dismantled, and he lovingly waits until we least expect his coming. We least expect his presence in those moments when we most need for him to break through our pitiable, crushed defenses, sudden illness or death, crashing finances, Broken childhood memories, fractured families, pervasive loneliness, or challenging transitions. 
He waits for us with love at those very moments when we are our most broken. Don't be surprised, says God. It is these events that can serve a divine purpose. Not to punish, never that. But to bless by once more elevating our hearts, our minds, our souls, and bodies to his coming. Yes, O oh Lord, you are our Father, says Isaiah. We are the clay, and you are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. Even in our most disastrous moments, the potter can take the clay of those moments and form it into a sacred vessel. Restore us, O oh God of hosts, says the psalmist. Show us the light of your countenance, and we shall be saved. Give us light that we might call upon your name. The prophet Isaiah's language is razor sharp. He declared, O oh God, that you would tear open the heavens and come down so that the mountains would quake at your presence. Such apocalyptic words sound like they are trying to frighten us to death. But truly, they are intended to awaken us to life, and life victorious and eternal. Be alert. Be awake. Be conscious of the complete picture of God in salvation history, shout the prophets. Every Sunday, we state this and how true it is. The full Eucharistic proclamation, Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again and again and again. Look around. There are signs. Not signs that tell when he will come, but signs that tell us he will come. Can we determine the time? No. Because Jesus said in today's gospel, on that day or hour, no one except the Father knows. But what you and I can determine is that we are given this time, our only time to live sober and righteous lives, waiting for the one whose words will not pass away, who continuously brings light incomprehensible into our human darkness. Whatever God chooses, whenever God chooses, however God chooses, Jesus will come. Mountains will be brought low, and valleys will be exalted. Streams of living water will refresh the parched land. That promise should be enough to keep us poised on the very pinnacle of Advent expectation. Be awake, be alert to that for which we pray. O come, O come, Emmanuel. Come on glorious clouds descending into our expectant hearts prepared for you. Amen. Susan has asked that I announce at this time that this is Tom's and my last Sunday with you. And I think of the reading from Corinthians that we heard.
heard earlier on. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, for you are full of his riches of glory in Christ Jesus. And what a privilege it has been for us to serve in several different ways, particularly in the Counseling Center of St. John's, which offered not only psychotherapy, but also spiritual direction. We are humbled by that. And Susan, I want to thank you for the extraordinary opportunity of being here in this capacity. So we're off to Boston, where we started in 1980 and raised five children there, three of whom still live there. So we are coming home. I know you think the accent is from South Boston. <laughs> but in actuality, we work on our arms and say we know how to pack the pie. <laughs> Just give us half a chance. So I will miss you. Tom will miss you. And we thank you from the bottom of our heart. Conflict, disaster, 
the seas and mean nymphs surround us and make us afraid, as if the sun and moon are darkening and the stars may fall from the sky. Remind us, O God, that you are always near. May we and our leaders strive to do right and to remember your ways of justice, mercy, and peace. Restore us, O Lord God of hosts, show us the light of your countenance. We lift up to you, O God, those who feel as if they are being fed bowls of tears, those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit, and those who are derided, unseen, abused, or excluded. Restore us, O Lord God of hosts, show us the light Remember those who have died, whose waiting and watching have ended, for they dwell in your presence, O God, now and forever. Restore us, O Lord God of hosts, show us the light of your countenance. We give thanks to you, O God, because of the grace you have given us in Jesus Christ. Strengthen us to keep awake and watch for your presence in the world and in one another. By you we were called into the fellowship of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, in whose name we pray. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor.
church year, and we had a wonderful beginning yesterday with our festival. And a big shout out to Christoph and Dale Stretz.
everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, because you sent your beloved Son to redeem us from sin and death and to make us heirs in him of everlasting life, that when he shall come again in power and great triumph to judge the world, we may without shame or fear rejoice to behold his appearing. Therefore we praise you, joining our voices with angels and dark angels and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name.
presenting to you from your creation this bread and this wine. We pray you, gracious God, to send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts, that they may be the sacrament of the body of Christ and his blood of the new covenant. Unite us to your Son in his sacrifice, that we may be acceptable through him, being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under your Christ, and bring us to that heavenly country where with St. John and all your saints, we may enter the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church, and the author of our salvation. By him, and with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom.
Almighty God, whose providence, our Savior Christ, came among us in great humility, sanctify you with the light of his blessing, and set you free from all sin. In the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.